This is Carol McLeod, your host on A Jolt of Joy. You're listening to the Charisma Podcast Network. You know, I've always loved the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. He was beaten up by his brothers, sold into slavery in Egypt, spent years in prison for a crime that he didn't commit. What kind of life was that for a man who trusted God? Well, we have discovered that amidst adverse circumstances, Joseph remained faithful to God. Joseph exuded resilience, a willing heart, and he portrayed an attitude that declares that his God was still in control. Well, how about you? Are you resilient regardless of the things that the enemy is trying to throw your way. In your very worst moments in life, God is the same. He has not changed. The God of Joseph is the God of you, and He will never leave you no matter what you're going through. Welcome to day 24 of this Bible study entitled, Greater Than Good. this Bible study that I've entitled Greater Than Good, we're learning that sometimes, as a matter of fact, most of the time, God has something greater than any human good we could ever imagine. We've looked at the lives of some Old Testament heroes, and today we're going to continue in our study of Joseph of the Old Testament. You know, Joseph was one of these incredible young men that even when the circumstances of life came against him, he stayed steady in his faith. Now, when we study the story of Joseph, we look at it with a historical perspective. We know how the rest of his story is going to turn out. But never forget that Joseph didn't know that in the pit. Joseph didn't know that when his brothers sold him into slavery. Joseph didn't know Know that when he was a slave in Potiphar's house. And now Joseph doesn't know that when Potiphar's wife is making sexual advances in his direction. Let's pick up where we left off yesterday in Genesis 39, verses 7 through 9. Now, it came about after these events that his master's wife looked with desire at Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house, and he has put all that he owns in my charge. There is no one greater in this house than I, and he has withheld nothing from me except you, because you're his wife. How then could I do this great evil and sin against God. You know, the enemy had tempted Joseph at many junctures in his life, first with the loss of destiny and the loss of family relationships, then with life as a slave. And now Satan attempts him with a woman, with a seductress. Joseph didn't give in to bad attitudes. Will Joseph give in to moral compromise? Genesis 39 verse 10 tells us that this woman spoke to Joseph day after day. She was relentless. She wanted a physical relationship with this young man by the name of Joseph. And then one day, Joseph went in the house to do his work, and none of the men of the household were there. And so Potiphar's wife caught Joseph by his garment, almost forcing him 
to lie with her, but he ran out of the house as fast as he could, and she kept a hold of his garment. I learned from the story of Joseph to run from sin, run as far and as fast from sin as you can. Well, as you can imagine, what happens next is that Joseph is falsely accused. She takes his robe and says to her husband, the young man that you hired came in to play sport with me. What are you going to do about it? She lied about this virtuous young man by the name of Joseph. I wonder what's going on in Joseph's head and heart at this moment. I wonder if he feels forsaken and rejected by God. Well, the most amazing thing happened next. Joseph's master put him in jail. And while in jail, Genesis 39 verse 21 tells us this, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him. And the Lord gave Joseph favor in the sight of the chief jailer. And the chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail so that whatever was done there, Joseph was responsible for it. And the chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever Joseph did, the Lord made him to prosper. Don't ever forget when you are in your very worst moment in life, God hasn't changed. God still is who he says he is. God is still a God of kindness and compassion who never leaves one of his children, no matter what they're going through. Verse 22 tells us that everything was under Joseph's charge, that whatever was done, Joseph was responsible for it. What an incredible young man. All I can say is this, you can't keep a good man down. Joseph is resilient. What kind of metal was he made of? What was his emotional constitution? Well, you know what? Joseph was made of the stuff of which heroes are made, and so are you. All it takes is a willing heart. All it takes is a commitment to integrity and excellence and an attitude that shouts, God is in charge. I will not be shaken. Genesis 39, 23 tells us that the Lord made Joseph to prosper. And it's the Lord that makes you to prosper as well. You know, it's true that as believers, there are times when we have no control over some of our experiences in life, but the person who's faithful in the small things will ultimately be responsible for greater things. Just ask Joseph. Well, what happens next in the story is found in Genesis 40, verses 1 through 23. But let me give you a synopsis of what happens. The cupbearer and the baker offended King Pharaoh. Now, the cupbearer was the man who tasted the wine to make sure there was no poison in it. And the baker was the baker. He made treats for the king. And because Pharaoh was offended, he put them both in jail. And they were actually cellmates with Joseph. Joseph was in charge of the cupbearer and the baker. And when they had both been in prison for quite some time, the cupbearer and the baker had a dream one night. They were dejected when Joseph saw them the next morning. And Joseph said, is something wrong, guys? Are you sad today? I wonder if they felt like saying to him, well, Joseph, we're in prison. Isn't that reason enough 
to be dejected. But this is what Genesis 40 verses 6 and 7 tells us. When Joseph came to them in the morning and observed them, behold, they were dejected. He asked Pharaoh's officials who were with him in confinement in his master's house, why are your faces so sad today? You know what's amazing about this to me? Apparently, the thought had never crossed Joseph's mind that he should be sad because he was in prison. He was more aware of the troubles, of the emotions of others. Are you aware of other people's lives? Or are you so wrapped up in your own self-pity that you've forgotten that there are others in the world who are struggling? Listen, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you cannot be both. Um, The cupbearer and the baker didn't know the interpretations of the dreams that they had had that night. And Joseph said to them, God will interpret your dreams. Tell me about it. So the cupbearer said, you know, Joseph, I saw a vine and there were three branches on this vine and the branches produced buds, which grew into blossoms and then into fruit and then into grapes. And in his dream, the cupbearer was holding Pharaoh's cup. The cupbearer took the grapes, squeezed them into the cup, and then gave the cup to Pharaoh. Joseph interpreted the dream. He said, cupbearer, the three branches represent three days. And within three days, Pharaoh will restore you to your office and will lift up your head. And Joseph said, cupbearer, please remember me when you are back in Pharaoh's good favor. Put in a good word for me. Please be as kind to me as I have been to you. Let's read Genesis chapter 40, verse 15. Joseph said, For I was in fact kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing that they should have put me in the dungeon. You know, this is the first time we hear Joseph's side of the story, and even at that, it's only the facts. Joseph is not vindictive at all. And then the baker wants his dream interpreted because he liked what Joseph said to the cupbearer. And so in the baker's dream, he recounted that there were three baskets of white bread on his head. And in the top basket, there were all sorts of pastries for Pharaoh. The birds were eating out of the baskets on his head and Joseph interpreted his dream. Joseph said the three baskets represent three days. And within three days, Pharaoh is going to hand you your head on a tree. The birds will eat your flesh off of you. And in three days, sure enough, the cupbearer was restored to a position of prominence in the king's palace while the chief baker was hanged on a tree. Genesis 40, verse 23. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. This is another meanwhile in Joseph's life. He went from the pit to the caravan, to Potiphar's house, to prison. And now his destiny is in the hands of an amnesiac. Will nothing ever change for our friend Joseph? Genesis 41, 1. Now it happened at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream and behold, he was standing by the Nile. Two more years have gone by. Joseph is still a victim of mistreatment. He's still in a prison. Nobody remembers Joseph. But then Pharaoh had a dream and he told the magicians and no one 
could interpret the dream. None of the wise men that Pharaoh had around him could tell him what his dream had meant. Genesis 41, verse 9. Then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I would make mention today of my own offenses. Suddenly, the cup bearer has a moment of clarity. There was a Hebrew youth in prison who interpreted my dream for me. I hope you'll join me tomorrow for the rest of the story of Joseph. Jesus, we just declare today that your idea of good is so much better than ours. And Lord, we want to tell you that you are our greater than good. Jesus, we would really rather have you than silver or than gold. So Jesus, we give you permission to invade our lives with your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.